Celebration Adventist Reflections. Now, to discuss character building ideas, here is your host, Dr. Denzi. family, welcome back to the Adventist Reflections Podcast. I take this opportunity to embrace our anonymous contributor to this episode, who with her talents is blessing us with melodies that are heavenly and sacred. The interpreter of this music is part of our Adventist Reflections family and as an experienced refugee as well, she will relate well to what the people of God were experiencing as they were in exile from the Promised Land. So as we continue with this series on Ezra and Nehemiah and unpack character building ideas on God's calling, I would like to again welcome Liliana to the studio. Liliana, how are you going today? Great, thank you, Dan. Excellent. So Liliana, last week we talked about ideas on Nehemiah and his initial experience about his sorrow, his faith, and a life of prayer as well. Yes. Now, I, we will easily argue that both Ezra and Nehemiah were sound leaders who were appointed by God to do the work that they had to do for their time. Yes. They had great qualities to God's service. And today, though, I'd like us to unpack this idea about being called by God. But I'd like us to do this experientially again as well. Keep this being relevant to us. And... Again, you know, maybe as we talk about our own experiences, we'll get to learn a little bit more about you, of course, as well. First, let us talk about the exiled. And perhaps we can then transition into our own exile, yeah. per se. So, according to the Oxford Dictionary, exile is the state of being barred from one's native country, typically for political or punitive reasons. Now, I might be wrong, but I know that you haven't been exiled as such, but I know that you have been in a situation as well in your country where you have left in similar state in your experience, you yeah. know, that of an exile. So why don't you share with us what was it like for you? And if you wouldn't mind, would you share with us where exactly you're from and why do you have to leave your native land? Yeah. Um, I come from Bosnia mm -hmm. and um, in 92, late 91, uh, war started in former Yugoslav. Mm -hmm. And um, it was very hard time. So I decided to leave my country because I really uh, couldn't relate or couldn't take the sides and um, mm -hmm. to what's, what's happening, you mm -hmm. know. In 92, mm -hmm. I left Bosnia mm -hmm. and went to Croatia. So in that mm -hmm. point of time, we all, all republics separated. Mm -hmm. And... Um, in Croatia, I thought I'll stay for a while um, while the war is finished and then I'll go back to my country. That was my plan, you know. I got status as refugee and I could stay there, but it was very, very hard time. So I won't go into too much details, but uh, I would like to point on one thing which was the most important for me in that point of time. Mm -hmm. And that was 
even though I grew up as a Christian, my family was Roman Catholic, so we, we grew up as with the basic Christian's um, values. But I actually didn't know God much. Mm-hmm. And in that time, I was in such distress as, as Nehemiah was. Mm-hmm. I was. It was so hard that I said and acknowledged to, to God and I said, God, I know you exist. That's all I know. And if you are not going to help me through this time, I'm going to kill myself because mm-hmm. it's ju- just wow. too much. It's wow. just too much. Yeah, yeah. In the same time, I got either strong thought or saying in my head, I can't explain it exactly, but it was like this. Liliana, now you don't have your job. You don't have your house. Mm-hmm. You don't have your family. Mm-hmm. You don't have your friends. Right. You have nothing mm-hmm. but time. Mm-hmm. It okay. is time to read the Bible. Oh, wow. Okay. So that was so interesting, you know. And the first thing uh, I did, I bought the Bible and I started reading the Bible. Being Roman Catholic in that time, mm-hmm. I was praying rosary beads right. um, every day, mm-hmm. in the morning and in the night. Right. I can say now looking back, the only way how I survived was through the prayer. Right. And another conviction that I got is that God doesn't look on what we do, but mm-hmm. he hears our heart. Because, you know, when you pray rosary beads, you pray for dead people, you pray for mm-hmm. Holy Mary, you pray all different prayers, which at this point of time doesn't make much sense to me. Mm-hmm. But at, at that point of time, I didn't know better. Mm-hmm. And th- that's all I knew, mm-hmm. you know. It was very, very powerful experience. And it wasn't just the war. And it wasn't just that I was as a refugee in that country. Mm-hmm. I had um, family issues as well because my ex-husband was addicted gambler. Okay. So it was extremely, extremely hard. Mm. Now, just looking back so many years after, mm-hmm. I can see that as a blessing. Right. Because... He brought me to know him. So in that time, I felt like I'm big puzzle, mm-hmm. you know, okay. uh, contained from that all that little puzzles, <laughs> fully okay. like b- broken, but just holding together. Right. And being in that big pit mm. and with the mud up to the mouth, right. like was Jeremiah, you know. Sure, sure. So that's how I felt. And then I felt Jesus' hand reaching down in that pit, in that hole mm-hmm. and lifting me up. Wow. Slowly but surely, sure. lifting me up from that hole, from okay. that pit. Mm. And that experience was so powerful mm. that, you know, every time I go through hard time, mm-hmm. I remember what God did for me in that time. Mm-hmm. And it encourages me to trust him that he will take me through again. Mm, mm. So, yeah, it, there is much more into it, but this is just the basics So being... And then after two years, when war hasn't finished, mm-hmm. we had to leave and went to Germany and spent five years in Germany as refugees as well. So altogether okay. seven years as, as refugees, yeah. Wow. I can just imagine how hard it will have been and yet how rich in terms of your experience and especially your spiritual experience as I'm hearing it. Yes, yeah. it was. And also, I don't know how it was, but I can imagine how relief it would have been to find a place of refuge as well. A place where you could find some level of safety, per se. Mm. Yeah, it is like um, you are on the railway station. 
right waiting for another train which you don't know mm. when it will come or where it will take you or if it will come if or if if it will come mm. so you live just day by day and mm. um without god's help literally it's impossible to survive so that's mm. why so many people after the war they had a lot of health issues you know yeah. because it was a very stressful time mm. but with god it was much easier to to handle it and to go through that to go through the experience and you know going back to these guys Israel and Maya I think of their experience I'm thankful that you share with us what you share with us so thank you for being vulnerable and, and giving us a little bit of something that some of many of us might not have experienced because it brings us to a reality of the uncertainties that many of the people in the time of the scriptures were and they they lived through this exile we could argue because of their undoing but regardless of that they were going through this suffering that God didn't want them to go through now i would like us to think about this picture because even though we are not necessarily in this world all of us i guess living that refugee life we are all living in a way a refugee life yeah true right like yeah. when i think about re- find refugee somebody who is finding refuge and we all need to find some level of refuge i, I like this verse i would like to share this verse with you it's in romans chapter 8 Okay. Verse 28 to 30 is well known by many of us, but okay. I think it's it's important to to bring it up. It says, "And we are conscious that all things are working together for good to those who have love for God and have been marked out by his purpose. Because those of whom he had knowledge before they came into existence were marked out by him to be made like his son, so that he might be the first among a band of brothers." And those who were marked out by him were named. And those who were named were given righteousness. And to those whom he gave righteousness, in the same way he gave glory. Amen. So we are all needing of this salvation and yet we are all also having various callings if we want to name it to reach out to the salvation of other people as well. So In other words, Ezra and Nehemiah were fulfilling their roles in God's calling. As I think of this, I think of how we all have different abilities and how God has places in different ways to serve in and brings the message of revival and reformation into first into our lives and then also in the lives of believers and then also in the lives of those who do not know about God. And yet everything is done for the purpose of God's glory, right? So God has appointed us to serve. There is no doubt about it. Yeah. And this reminds us that we have an important call. It reminds me also about that aspect that we talked before that I mentioned briefly which is the aspect of our exile, right? Yeah, I so, love it. So tell me what do you think about this concept because I think it's so rich. The fact that we are refugees. Yes, we are. Uh, what what are your thoughts? Oh, I love this topic. Okay. Do you know? Tell me. Oh, I love it because we are all just passengers and strangers in this world. Mm-hmm. Because this is not our home. Right. And our home is in heaven. Yeah. We have to realize that and the hope that we have through this promise that this is not our home. Mm-hmm. It brings us great joy. Mm. And joy and peace as well mm. because 
we know that whatever we go through in this world, mm. someone might call it a, a valley of sorrow because, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of people go through hard time. Mm-hmm. And today you have sun, tomorrow you have rain, and uh, today is better, tomorrow is uh, um, worse. So it's mm-hmm. the life, that's life on, mm-hmm. this, on this world. And for me, thinking that one day we will get to our true home mm-hmm. in heaven, which is totally different than, than this one. But I do believe that we have to feel a glimpse of okay. that heaven. Okay. Because that's the promise. When we know God, we will already have a glimpse of heaven in our hearts and we will live in that glimpse of heaven. Mm. Mm. So it will give us and help us uh, to have different attitude toward the things that are happening in our lives and around us. I love talking and love thinking mm. about my heavenly home. There is no day that passed by that I don't think about that and brings mm. me such great joy mm. because the suffering that we might be going through at the time, they are not forever. Mm. Mm. So yeah, they will, they will. So uh, through these promises, we have uh, not just hope, but we are encouraged to endure to whatever we might be going through. Right. Excellent. One thing comes to my mind. You say something that caught my attention. We are to live as if longing for this, you know, having a glimpse of heaven. We can live part of that here right now. Yes. And the reason why it catches my mind is because, again, in the lesson, these men and the people of God, they were exhorting the people of God, but they were making preparations. Yes. For them to, for the rebuilding of the temple, for the restoration of Jerusalem, for the return of the people. What do you think, as refugees under the protection of the almighty, powerful creator of the universe, what do we need to do to prepare for that heaven, here and now? Okay. Just one comment that we have, um, even from Ellen White, that she said that uh, uh, in relation to our home in heaven, it's uh, like we have to work as we will live here uh, another 100 years, Mm -hmm. but we have to live as Jesus will come today. All right. And yeah. and I, I love that idea and that mm-hmm. thought. So we are not about to stop working on doing anything. Mm-hmm. But what I find out and learned from, from Ezra and Nehemiah was very applicable to us as well. Mm-hmm. So what they did is they digged into the word. Mm. So that was the first step. Right. Dig, 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 dig. Uh, search the scriptures. Find out what is written, mm. because uh, in the word there is a power, mm. there is a life. Yeah. The, the, the word is uh, something that can lift us up. Mm-hmm. And same as them search the scripture, and then they prayed. They have that connection with God. Mm-hmm. And it's not just formal prayer, mm. you know, as sometimes we might experience mm. in some traditional churches where people don't have that relationship mm. with God. It's just a repetition of it's just a, of It's just, it's traditional. Let's, mm-hmm. let's pray, but God is somewhere there mm. and we are here. Mm. He doesn't care much about us, but okay, let's pray to him because he's on the throne of the universe. Mm. In our case, we have that close mm. relationship with him and we know through that relationship, we developed trust. When you build experience with God, you simply cannot leave Him right. because you cannot live without Him because mm. the life with Him is much better. Mm. And then the result is 
you trust him mm. because then you start counting okay he didn't let me down here he didn't let me down here mm. he didn't let me down here he helped me this way or that way mm. uh, and then you build up your relationship trust and then you know he will provide maybe not always the way we might think it but we trust him that he will do it the best mm. way possible yeah so Uh, sometimes people would say, oh, would you like this to happen? I say, yeah, I would like to. But if it doesn't happen, it doesn't bother me. It's okay. Because yeah. I know whom I trust. Mm -hmm. Because I trust him that he will take it through and make it the best way possible. Right. So it's it's same was with, with Ezra and Nehemiah. Mm -hmm. So he, they trusted so they could do the work. As we land this episode, I just think of that idea that you mentioned, that trust, that experience of living with faith. Amen. Living with the glimpse of the hope of the things that we don't see now, yes. but that God sees for us. Yes. And all we have to do is trust Him. Yes. And this reminds me of this text in Revelation chapter 21. I think it's well known by many Christians, but I think it will be good to just have a read through it. Revelation chapter 1, verses 1 to 5, it says, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. This is John talking, yes. right? And then he's saying, For the first heaven and the first earth have passed away. Also, there was no more sea, and then I, John, and I would like to say, uh, they're saying, hey, and then I, Daniel, yes, right, and and I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming yes. down from heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every single tear from their eyes. Amen. And there shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Amen. And he finished saying this, Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, these words are true and faithful. Amen. And I think Nehemiah and Ezra lived with this experience of knowing that God was true and faithful. Yes. Right. And as final remark, I would say, yes. as they thought about Jerusalem being the most important in that point of time, being their home, mm. I would like to suggest us to think about heavenly home mm. daily. Mm. Come to the throne of the universe mm. and think about our home in heaven mm. daily. Excellent. Thank you so much, Liliana. I appreciate Pleasure. it. So I look forward to next week again, Liliana. And we're going to unpack more character building ideas that are practical to us as we're practical to Ezra and Nehemiah. Next week, we will talk about facing opposition. Yes. But until then, I am Dr. Dancy, and today I choose to love God by living a life, thanking Him for His justice, for His mercy. And yes, I thank Him for loving me and praise Him for giving hope in even the trials that we suffer. How about you who listen? Remember to subscribe to this podcast. Like it, share it, hashtag it, comment, and find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and Tumblr as Adventist Reflections. God bless you.